Hi, welcome to the Weird Internet Podcast, hosted by me, Jarrell, and my two co-hosts, Alejandro and Chris. I am a normal resident of the internet that is trying to figure out what the hell is going on half the time. And I'll have Hondro and Chris introduce themselves. All right, Hondro, take it away. Hello, my name is Hondro, and uh, like Jarrell and Chris, love the internet, was born and raised with the internet, and um, yeah, I'm just trying to navigate my way through it, understand what the hell is going on, especially as things advance so quickly and uh, things shift so radically. And I'm Chris. Jarrell earlier said he's just a normal dude on the internet. Well, I might be just the sort of less normal dude on the internet, but I'm here just the same. And we're just going to explore every week. We're just going to explore a different little corner of the internet. And so hope you enjoy this. The three of us are going to be attempting to understand and explore the weirder communities that have propped up online in the past two decades that the internet has proliferated widely throughout the world. And we are going to Explain in one hour or less this internet community, its origins, complex political climates, its relevancy, and just give our honest takes. So come join us. When you think of van life, you think of hashtag van life. It's a movement that was inspired by people who wanted to depart from your standard urban living or I don't know, whatever your day-to-day life was, this is a departure from that. And it's basically shedding everything, all your responsibilities, all your obligations and going and adventuring somewhere that you've never adventured before. And that's the essence of van life is wanderlust, right? As, as much as it pains me to say that word, but like adventuring, exploring, and really just uh, setting caution to the wind. Great. Awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds super interesting. And I think it's especially topical considering, you know, with COVID-19, there's so many people that aren't bound physically to, you know, like a certain location where they have to work. And so I can definitely see how this has been taking off as of late. I'm excited to get into it. Great. Let us dive in to the wonderful Hashtag van life. Chris, Hondra, are you familiar with, with that little platform called Instagram? I don't know if you guys are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. All too familiar. All too- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So apparently Instagram has been here for quite some time. And so many small communities kind of focused on picturesque and aesthetic things, kind of like Tumblr, but just for photos, started on Instagram. And in 2011, this uh, man uh, named Foster Huntington, he left his job as a designer at Ralph Lauren in New York City. And basically, he took all of his possessions from, I assume, his shabby apartment and just began to become a nomad in his nice off-white 1987 Volkswagen T3 Synchro van. Don't worry, I did not memorize that. I'm just reading off of the script. And so, yeah, as he started doing this, he figured that to document and brag about his adventures and create his personal brand, he would start a hashtag called hashtag van life. And if it couldn't be more on brand with his last name Huntington, 
this man would do it. It's his hashtag van life hashtag hashtag van life hashtag. <laughs> he would he would post about his van in between surf sessions and campouts, and whenever he would see cool camper vans or do it yourself trucks that he would kind of happen upon during his escapades. So. Yeah, it's it's it all started from a meager aesthetic, kind of like the hashtag just girly things, but in this case, hashtag van life was his aesthetic. It's a nice aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm not surprised, I guess, that it took off the way it did. Cause I think what was it all of us were were what, in, in like middle school or high school at that time? And so Something like that. We we didn't have to deal with like you know, the looming destruction of our economy post the 2008 financial crisis, the transition <laughs> to Obama, you know, we, we, we definitely didn't feel any pressures of the world. And, and, you know, and it, it I guess in, in this sense, like that's, that's the big reason why a lot of people kind of took up this hashtag. But enough about history that that doesn't concern us. We're, <laughs> we didn't live that era. That is not us. So, uh, Chris or Hondro, what is currently happening in the greater community of hashtag van life? In I don't know, I don't know what modernity would be, but let's say in in the latter 2010s, leading into the late or the, the the early 2020s. Yeah, so I mean, as you can imagine, since the early 2010s, there's been a lot of development in terms of like social media. And also just different online communities that support this lifestyle. And one that we found is, you know, this app called Van Life. And it seems like there's a pretty supportive community that helps ease a lot of the troubles that van dwelling brings. And you think about it, it's a pretty daunting thing. You know, you you like sell all your possessions and just move into a van. If you've never done that before, I could think of a million things you could fuck up and just totally have a bad experience. So I see the appeal in having that kind of community to ease you into this. And so they'll even have like meetings and they have events, probably not during COVID, but hey, who knows? <laughs> I, have a, I have a comment about that, but we'll save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, but like we mentioned earlier, because of this COVID pandemic, the this kind of lifestyle is really booming because you have a lot of people who are just stuck at home, who don't need to be at home. Um, and they can't really go anywhere else. And so where do you go? Well, you know, last summer I was just going backpacking, hiking everywhere. And so you can think of van life as just taking that to the extreme. And I guess this kind of borders the digital nomad movement of, you know, people that um, do a lot of like freelance work and they just travel around everywhere and just work from really anywhere. And so you're definitely seeing that in the van life community. And I think we're also starting to see different aspects of the community as well, because, you know, you you have van life, which is like, you know, it started in like 2010 with this dude who was just going around like more for the adventure, really Mm -hmm. just going different places, taking nice pictures. But, you know, you, you also have RV life, which is, you know, the concept is the same. You have a vehicle and you live in it. But I think RV life and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jarrell is more of like a mobile home thing where it, it you have a lot more of the amenities and it probably borders or not borders. It probably has to do less with the whole just like go everywhere, do everything type of thing and more just, you know, just being mobile and living in a home 
you can just like go anywhere. And so I, I think that van life, you definitely see more of like a, that aesthetic is definitely more aligned with like this whole active lifestyle aesthetic. Whereas RV life, I think you definitely see more like retirees. At least that's what I see when I go to campsites and see RVs. So it's always old people. <laughs> How old are we talking about, Chris? Like, uh, what would you say is like enough. the age, <laughs> the age cut Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old enough to complain when you're loud at like 10 p.m. at a campsite, which is, I think, not even that late. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being inconsiderate. Yeah, well, I feel like there's a lot of of missing context there, Chris. But I think we can explore that at a later time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a camping community out there. We'll probably hit on that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Later episode. Later anecdote. Yeah, no. But to your to your point, Chris, about RV life, at least what I've kind of gathered. I'm once again like van life, RV life. This stuff is very new to me. It only came about at least the ex- the initial exposure to this community came from my dad. He recently got a camper van, uh, a Revel. Oh, what? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, no, legit. Like, I have the the Van Life app thing open, and they all got Revels, man. Like, <laughs> they all got the Mercedes Re- Revel. So, but yeah, he was actually a, a pretty early customer earlier in 2020, and this was he put in a an order for it actually way before the pandemic happened. He put in put an order to do like a, a custom custom version of the van in probably November of 2019. And yeah, it just so happened that with the, with the whole pandemic, it worked out like he was able to get the, the van in April. And yeah, that mean my, my parents have been using it ever, ever since. <laughs> so question, question. Yes. Yes. If your dad has a rebel camper van, then why is he in your house right now? Why is he not out in some mountain? It's a fantastic question. That is, you know, from what I've gathered from being in close proximity, I think this also, this answer is going to answer also like the distinction between RVs and kind of van life is it's a, it's a mindset. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mindset. All right. All right. It's a mindset. I, I hate to say that, but like it's legitimately like a lifestyle slash mindset. Like RV life itself is like, I have no permanent residence. And, but if you are going to prop up somewhere, you're going to be staying in that area for months at a time, as opposed to van life where it's like a nice getaway. Like you're always kind of on the road, constantly doing, it's kind of like an active, there's an active component to it that people who generally engage in RV life don't do. So, cause, cause you know, like what you don't see with van life people are like them towing like enormous boats. But like with RVs, you see them like. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but, I mean, just a bit a big house on wheels towing a, 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 a boat. Yeah, I don't know. Which is like a house on water. <laughs> Ma- imagine a imagine an RV towing a houseboat. That just oh that would just gosh. be so absurd. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm Ben you. That is definitely a thing. That is 100% a thing. It has to have happened before. It has to have happened before. I don't know. I don't think there's a community around it, but it has to have happened. Yeah, but, but you know, to once again answer the question, though. Yeah, no, no. It, it's definitely like, like, that's the difference is like, if you're going to be moving with an RV, you're road tripping to a place and you're staying there for an extended period of time. With, with a camper van, 
you you can do something similar, but you need to be on the move more of the time because one, you just don't have as big of a tank for all your necessities. What you're usually bringing onto your camper van is not like long-term stuff, right? It's like you're only you're really only expecting to be on the road for maybe two, three weeks um, and then stopping somewhere. As opposed to an RV, you can literally go in the middle of nowhere and live there for three, four months. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you know, it, it's just like a, a matter of time perspective too. Van life is a bit more condensed. And then RV life is like you're just leisurely kind of making your way around. <laughs> But you're very retired, you know, the very retired <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that's a good point you bring up is like the level of luxury that's associated with RV life versus with van life. Like with RV life, I mean, I think your dad is kind of like a, a good showcase of this is that you're not tied to your RV. Like you can go home and you have a home and you can like do, you can, you know, use your own restroom or do whatever comforts that you can only do in a home. Whereas if you're living in a van, like... <laughs> You probably don't, I mean, van life, the whole thing is like, you're getting away from a house and a mortgage and a, and like a nine to five that ties you down to an office. Like you're shedding all of that and you're supposed to be like a nomad. And so that comes with like, I mean, there's no such luxuries that, that are afforded to you when you don't have a house. Whereas RV life is like, yeah, we do it like for a month at a time every year, but it's really not like, it's not like a you don't revolve your entire life around like, okay, how do I live in this RV? It's like, okay, this is for vacationing. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. Like there's, there's, there's definitely like a component of, I mean, if, if you, okay, like <laughs> I don't really watch all the videos, but like my, my, my parents consistently watch kind of like the ways you can modify your van. And once again, it's like pit my ride shit. <laughs> <laughs> pit my RV. Yeah, pit my, my rebel. RV. Pit my RV. Yeah. Pit my rebel, dude. <laughs> pit my rebel. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're pivoting. We're not going to do a podcast. We're just going to, we're just going to do, uh, like, was it, here's my crib. Welcome to my crib. Was that like, but for camper vans? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We got to get your, uh, your bumper like a grill that you can show <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this is where I film my rap videos. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, no, what you were saying, though, Hondro, about kind of like even the preparedness, like for like van for van life people, it's always like, okay, like I'm going to plan my next trip. And so, you know, they, they go back, they go back to uh, a semblance of stability somewhere and then they're on the road again. But like you said, our, our RVs are very much like one month stints and they take their time. But I think the one thing, though, that's super interesting is is that the people that engage in this lifestyle are like glamping. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I like the amenities and everything, it's it's so it's so aesthetic focused. Like, dude, like some of the pictures and videos of this stuff makes you like want to go out and, and do the same thing, get a van and kind of engage in life. And you know, like like it's super relevant because of 2020. Cause I don't know about you, Chris. I don't know about you, Hondro, but like, you know, I ended up, you know, I ended up right back where I started, you know, like left home, went to college and then was out for, you know, doing work for a year. But then here I am back, back home and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so the lifestyle is really appealing because we're all working and like 
if you have good internet, you have amenities, you can be everywhere. You can be anywhere you, despite all that. Yeah, when you're a slave to modern capitalism and you're tied to your desk, <laughs> you know, typing away for hours and hours every day, I definitely get the appeal of van life. I mean, like I'm coming at it from the angle of like, you know, I'm not that hardcore and I don't have that much money, so I can't just buy a van and just dip. But I love going backpacking, which is, you know, instead of living in a van, you just, you put your tent in your car and then you just go out and then you just walk, you know, however many miles and just like set up camp. So I, I guess it's similar to van life, except, you know, you, you're not living in a van, but I have to deal with the same shit, like digging a hole in the ground to take shits, you know? And so I, I totally get the appeal. Like, you, especially if you live in a more urban area, you just got to get out. See, so yeah, I mean, your, your dad, like he bought the van. Has he taken a lot of trips so far or ha- has he gotten a lot of use out of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They, they've had three, like three or four week long escapades. That's usually. Dang, they just leave you alone at home. Dude, those are like the best time. Dude, you have dude, no that's idea. That's pretty hype. That's like. <laughs> that's pretty amazing, dude. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are, dude, I used to, you know, I used to live uh, relatively independently. And the stints that they're gone is like, oh, man, I'm independent. I'm finally alone again. <laughs> yeah, dude, change the sheets. You can have your own bed for a couple weeks. That's oh, great, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's actually quite interesting how often, like, once you get into the rhythm of it and you have a destination, like, there's a tendency to, you know, continue to wanting to do it like the, but you know, like that is the romanticization of this type of, of lifestyle. But you know, that being said, we're really talking about it from uh, an outside perspective, but I know we brought in some interesting stuff about, or actually some interesting questions rather about this lifestyle. And I, I know, Hundred, you had a couple of, of interesting positions you wanted to you know, put forward. So I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you say those. Yeah, so I, I think the the first thing to kind of talk about is like, you know, what kind of people try to set out and pursue van life, and I think now is like a good time to really distinguish between okay, van life and RV life. RV life, basically, van life with without all of the shitty things about van life. That's what RV <laughs> life is. Because you can go to the comfort of your own home and not have to deal with waking up on a busy city street, ninety eight degrees outside. Like, you don't have to do that shit. So, the type of people who want to pursue van life, we're talking, like, hardcore, you're living in a fucking van. Like, that is your life now. So, realistically, right, do you guys think that the, like, what are your first impressions? Like, you're now live. you bought a van, hippie van, and you're now living in the van. You have to, like, you have to choose what possessions you want to keep in, like, to to put in your van that's the only storage you have and i don't know yeah you, you gotta find space to sleep all that shit what are your first impressions yeah i think you know it, it'd be cool for like the first couple days you know you're in your van you spent the last like six months building it out you've spent you know anywhere from you know like fifteen thousand dollars so like for really expensive builds i mean like over fifty thousand dollars I feel like I just take my my obligatory hashtag van life Instagram picture and a nice view and I'd sleep and I'd, I feel like I'd, I'd get a little tired, you know? I mean, look, I don't need the most number of like creature comforts. I can live pretty like minimally, but living in a van where like 
you know, without a running toilet, like I, I don't know if I could do that for very long. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't commit myself to something like this because like it's a lot, dude. Like it's expensive. You go on Craigslist and one, you see a lot of people who are selling their vans. <laughs> and I have a hunch that they're not selling their vans to get bigger vans. I think that they didn't end up liking the lifestyle. And it's just expensive. So I don't know how long I'd last. You know, I'd probably just rent if I had the chance to do that. That's just me. What about you, Joe? Yeah. Uh, you know, like the, there's, I think more recently, I'd say in like the past two years, for example, like my dad's Revel camper van is like that. There's that really nice medium for a lot of these individuals now where it's like, you know, it's the size of a, you know, a van, a camper van, but it has a lot of the amenities of a, an RV. I mean, that's the only way my parents are able to do, <laughs> are able to do their stints for weeks is because there is an indoor toilet there. There is a, a lowered bed. They have a kitchen, a refrigerator, you know, all packed into this van. But here's the thing is that barrier, like that's an expensive, like, like, you know, when you're saying like an expensive build, like this is top tier, like amenities and builds. Like this is so borderline RV that like it, it's, it's really, it's really not like the original concept of van life. <laughs> so just throwing that out there to clear up any, any perceptions of what my dad is doing and my parents are doing. But for me personally, the, the way that I see it is I don't think I could do it. I honestly don't. I, I can't function without multiple like things. Like, the, like there are some key things I need in my life that if I converted to van life, I don't think I would, I would be able to live <laughs> properly. What, what, what do you, what do you need that you can't fit in a van drill? Body I'm pillow. Curious. You can fit your body oh, pillow. You can in totally your van. Yeah, you fit well, dude. Pillow. Not as many as Jarrell has, dude. <laughs> Jarrell's hey, got hey, the, hey, don't, the whole don't, collection. Don't, don't call me out, bro. Don't call me out. <laughs> got to bring all the sisters, dude. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. No, that's okay. a tough one. Yeah, you got to pick. You got to yeah, choose I, favorites. Like I don't know. It's, I, I didn't mean to get into his personal life. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. You calm down, Hondra. You calm down. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what I mean is, like, I, I feel like in in terms of my day-to-day sure if it was like me living a, a dorm lifestyle and you know, i was back in college I was maybe a post-grad right i'd be comfortable because it would be easy to move all of my stuff you know into into a van because i mean i was able to fit in a dorm but nowadays like the amount of power that i use up you know to to either you know let's say a game or any of the the, the things that i'm doing in terms of like project work all the books that I have and just a whole bunch of other things like my hobbies. It just, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit my, the, the lifestyle that, that I, I generally envision for myself. I think it's a nice getaway for sure, but I, yeah, I just couldn't personally do it. It's just, that's just me. But if, you know, push comes to shove and there's a need for me to do that in any point in my life, then sure. And, you know, and I think that's actually, I think that's actually something a lot of people are kind of forced to do, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, a good example, I actually had been following this YouTuber. He's it's his channel is the homeless firefighter. You can look him up. And basically he lived out of his 2012 Toyota Tundra for over two years. It was almost two and a half years to save up enough money for a house down payment. Really? 29 months. 
in the back he had like a closed bed toyota tundra and even he so this is like first of all two and a half years he's living in santa cruz california it's fucking nice nice weather super chill lots of nature everywhere (laughs) and so a lot of the like downsides of like urban van life or truck life or whatever immediately are not as bad and even he said he said this is a quote from him i i'll I'll do like a impression okay yeah i I feel like i feel like oftentimes on youtube living out of your vehicle is portrayed as some glamorous endeavor it makes it seem like life is full of man buns and eating your avocado and toast next to a setting sun but oftentimes in reality it really blows man if you work a regular nine to five living out of your vehicle full-time is not something i'd recommend he's a firefighter right so he works 48 hours on and 96 hours off so two days on four days off and when he's on he's living at the fire station right which has like full amenities beds kitchen shower restroom all that shit he gets that for two days out of the week and he even said he works a shit ton of overtime (laughs) and i'm assuming it's not (laughs) just for the pay i'm assuming it's so he can sleep in a fucking warm bed and he even he's even saying yeah it blows sometimes in like one of the most ideal places to probably like do this so i think that kind of speaks to it and there's also just a lot of considerations right you have like wi-fi for example the firefighter he said that he would go to starbucks if he ever needed wi-fi can't really do that now right and then you have like what if you live in a city you're not going to be able to like get those instagram moments all the time you're going to be like probably parked next to some homeless dude shitting in a box sometimes that's just your life (laughs) you can't escape from that right what if what if someone rear ends your fucking home (laughs) auto accidents are a lot like some it's way more likely for someone to rear end your car than it is for them to ram into your living room right (laughs) so like just just think think about that can't can't dispute that you know the math checks out i just did the math the math checks out it's 87 more likely for someone to rear end your car than it is for them to ram into your living room so just think about that right and also just auto crime in general, like people breaking into your car. Now that's your home. And so now they're breaking into your home and they have a knife and they're in your house now and you're like two feet away. From <laughs> so I don't, I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of like shit to consider. That's just like, I don't know. I wouldn't do it, especially if I lived in a city. There's a lot of other ways to save money. If you want to do that, move in with your fucking parents, you know, stop buying ridiculous, like middle-class luxuries and just like learn how to cook for yourself learn how to budget and all that shit there's like i don't know there's alternatives i wouldn't do it personally that's yeah that, that that's I, I feel that i definitely agree too that is really good points i and I, I do think you know it's interesting that like once again this movement started with a hashtag right and like a hashtag with kind of like a a almost a delirious undertone <laughs> like van life you know <laughs> it's like hey this is my life in a van and like back back like i mean i still remember that snl skit about like living in a van down by the river you know i don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah, remember that yeah and like that wasn't something that was like romanticized it was like yo dude like this guy's having a hard time in his life and you know, he's a motivational speaker 
trying to trying to make his living in a van down by the river. <laughs> like like it wasn't something to be it wasn't something to be reached for. And also I I feel like it has been in a sense, how do I say, appropriated? Like they're they're at least the way that you've described this guy, the homeless firefighter, like these people are kind of forced to do this type of lifestyle. And here people are choosing, choosing because of an internet phenomena to make their lives harder <laughs> or, you know, sort of glamping, you know, like it's like uh, it, role playing, I think is what it is. Here I am being a nomad, exploring, like it's like going on an adventure. Come join me. <laughs> like That's kind of what it sounds like to me. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what your take is, Chris, but <laughs> yeah, it it seems like you know it's harder to imagine all the negative aspects of this because you know at the end of the day it's like it, it's a choice that you make because you know you want to do it, but I think that a lot of like the positives can overshadow like very real negatives, and I mean, like I you know I did some research, I did the most the most airtight online research that one can do. Oh yes, uh, of course. Searching on Reddit, big brain, looking at people's comments, <laughs> and so I looked at a bunch of threads on you know what what are the top reasons why people you know end up quitting van life, especially after they've put in all this time and money into making this dream happen, and so what I found is one the biggest reason I've seen is weather. And so you think like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you got to you got to insulate your van. Like, I'm not a fucking dumbass. Nah, dude, like it actually like it can get hot too. it gets cold, but it also gets hot. (laughs) And, you know, if your van is your home and if during the day you can't be in your van because it's really hot, then you've essentially paid north of 30K to be homeless. (laughs) And so, yeah, that kind of sucks. And then the second thing, and then this was, you know, to be expected, but there's just a bunch of people who were just straight up tired of not being able to poop comfortably in their home. (laughs) And, you know, I can tell you, like, I've been on like three day backpacking trips where, you know, the fourth shit you've taken on that trip, digging a hole in the ground, like it gets pretty old pretty quickly. And so I definitely see the negatives. And so that's why I think it's important. Like we mentioned earlier, how there's like online communities of these people. I think it's important to really do your research on like whether this is something you want to do before you sell all your possessions, you know, break your lease and just go off somewhere because, you know, it could end up being a pretty shitty experience. But who knows? It could also be great. Basically, the moral of the story is think twice before shitting on your boss's desk and uh, cutting all ties with your family and all the people you know and buying a van. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's... That's definitely the sequence I think most of these individuals do to to decide on this life. So, yeah, really, really think that through, you know, next time you're mad at work. So I know you you did an immense amount of research, Chris, but I was curious. Are there any success stories? Like, is there any because, you yeah. know, like we're talking about the negatives here and, and why they quit. Mm-hmm. But are there any is there anyone that's like. I like shitting in the woods every single day. I like you know, to if you be, want to shit in the woods, you don't have to buy a fucking van. Yeah, just go shit in the woods. You know, but you can do that in your like, backyard, dude. There's yeah. some. I think I saw some trees out back. Yeah, it's just not. It's not aesthetic, though. You know, I. I uh, yeah, 
No, I definitely see it. I, I, I saw a lot of stories of people who... So there, there were some different groups of people I saw. One was people who just kind of settled into the lifestyle because like when they were young, they didn't have much like money. And so they couldn't really like find like a stable place to live. And so they were like, fuck it, I'm just going to live in a van. And they ended up loving that lifestyle of, you know, not being really tied down to anything, being able to just go around. And so though there were people like that that I saw who had been doing it for years and years and had no intentions of stopping. The other type of person I saw usually were like yuppies who yuppies yeah, yeah yeah no just like young urban professionals you know just like rich people like like a fucking like software engineers and shit you know that got like just very disillusioned <laughs> with making a lot of money and living a pretty comfortable life boohoo you know and they were like you know i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna start living in a van and those people tend to do more just like freelance work you know online and whatnot but you know there were people like that who had been on the road for you know five plus years at this point and had no intentions of stopping i will say an interesting reason i saw for many dudes who left van life was women like they they would just straight up like (laughs) meet some pretty bitty out there and then they'd want to settle and they'd be like okay i'm giving up the van life for this woman (laughs) i actually saw a decent amount of those and so yeah if you plan on making van life a long-term thing just don't talk to anybody you want you might want to spend your life with. I think that is the key. If I got anything out of that, my research. That's fair. I think kind of to build off that, even you could even go with the with the line, oh well, you know, I'm actually saving for a house. And I want a nice three bedroom where I could really, you know, settle in, start a family. So I'm moving into a van for now, you know, I'm trying to cut down on costs. You know, you I'm thrifty, baby. So <laughs> that's <know>. responsible, man. <laughs> Give me, give me like three to shit. five years and, you know, see what we got. Maybe I got a nice down payment. Boom. Boom. Instantly wet. Boom. And I, yeah. by, by that, I mean the, the water Sold. bottle that you're drinking to hydrate yourself because Sold. you're a responsible adult. Hydration is key. Absolutely. Hydro flask. Hydro flask too. So, because <laughs> that's their aesthetic. Remember, everything in this lifestyle is aesthetic. Oh, so You need the REI sticker. <laughs> It's on the side of their van and the front of their van. Trust. Oh, dude, you got to have like all the stickers from every national park you visited. Like, <laughs> you ever see like a like a Subaru Forester with like just covered in stickers, like to the point where you can't even see out the rear window like yeah. that shit. Oh, my gosh. That sounds I mean, that's like that's like the the, the equivalent of college students putting club stickers on their laptops. Basically, that's like. That's like what they graduate into. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Holy shit! But hey, I'm not hating on you if you do. So um, yes, yes. If you're, too. if you're a listener out there with a shit ton of laptop stickers, just know that I don't judge you for the decisions that you make in your personal life. I think you should have the right to do what makes you happy. Yes, but we're still going to make fun of you on this podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. You deserve to be bullied mercilessly, of course. But I I will defend your right to do that. Yes. All right. Well, we are at this part of the podcast, which I call the rating time. At this point of the podcast, we are going to give an arbitrary rating, a number between 1 and 10. You can put decimals. I don't care. We will give a score. 
we will average it and that is going to be I, I honestly don't know what the criteria is for this rating whether it's weird whether it has any relevancy to the world we're just going to arbitrarily rate this community out of 10 so it's not arbitrary it's complete it's a quantitative <laughs> i mean we're taking an sorry, average yes. of the three mm-hmm. it is completely objective completely quantitative yes yes not not arbitrary at all whatsoever so yep. to start us off alejandro would you like to give your rating and your reasoning Yes, absolutely. So I actually prepared a machine learning model to kind of put in some, have some parameters just to be as objective as possible. I want to make sure I get this rating right. So let me go ahead and just crunch those in. Shitting in the woods. All right. So the model ran and it is, this is me, right? This is my, I guess my objective project. This is my psyche projected onto this model objectively. And the model is giving it a three out of ten. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Wow. Yeah. And Dang. the reasoning is that you know this this movement hashtag van life. I feel like with as with most social media movements, it sensationalizes the positives and it doesn't put into perspective the day to day life of someone <laughs> dwelling in a van. And as we highlighted at great length there are a lot of downsides right and there's a lot of stuff a lot of reality that you don't like people aren't going to document themselves shitting in a Starbucks or like a mcdonald's restroom because they have to that's the only toilet they have access to like they're they're not going to document they're going to document like the amazing views waking up at sunrise grinding those nars brother it's like yeah those are the like those are the things you want but also like those are the things you're gonna get maybe I don't know, 10% of the time, 20% of the time. And so I think the movement is really clouding the actual like reality of what living in a van is. So three out of 10. Great reason. Great, great reason. All right, Chris, let's hear your rating. Yeah, I don't have a fancy schmancy machine learning model or (laughs) some, some of these parameters that you speak of, but you know, my objective score for this, you know, I want to give it a seven. And, and this is why, because I think that van life is pretty sick. I'm only giving it a seven because I'm salty because I can't afford to do it. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, like I like backpacking and this is like kind of adjacent, you know, I, I, I love fishing too. And so like, this would be a great way to just like go out to some random body of water, just fish and like, just, you know, live around there. And so I think it's really cool. Definitely some negatives to the lifestyle. Um, if I were to do it, I would probably still have a home. But, you know, maybe, you know, like three, four months at a time, just like go dip somewhere. So basically what Jarrell's dad is doing, sort of, that, that's that's how I would do it. Like I, I would be okay shitting in the woods or like in a McDonald's bathroom. I actually have no issues with that. I, I think it's fine. But... I want to know that I have a home I can come back to. And so I will give this a seven in terms of like, just as an online community and our podcast is, you know, weird internet. Is it weird? I don't think it's that weird. There's, there's definitely weirder communities out there and don't worry. We'll, we'll have the subsequent weeks to talk about those, (laughs) but I think it's neat. I think it's a neat community. And so I will give it a seven. Great. Great rating. Great objective observation that requires no modeling. 
Love it. Yeah, it was just, it was just math in my head, dude. <laughs> See, humans will always overtake computers. Just kidding. Man, That's this, this guy carried the four, got seven out of ten, dude. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for me, my rating for this is a strong, a strong six and a half, six point five out of ten. My reason. Edgy. I would give it, I, I'd like to round it up to a seven, but I also feel sometimes that it should be rounded down to a six. And so I decided, hey, you know what? Let's find that middle ground. Let's find that middle ground in a very middle, middle of the kind of pack rating uh, as it stands between you, Chris, and you as well, Alejandro. But I've seen it up close. I, I kind of understand how the van life aesthetic is. I think there's a lot of really cool things and the community is still young enough that it's starting to transform. I've also seen how the interactions on the web are actually very positive. It's still very much a young, vibrant, full of life community. It's not full of bitter, dramatic, non-helpful individuals. It's actually very, very tight-knit. Not in the sense that everybody knows everyone, but the types of personalities that actually do this lifestyle are very community oriented. So that being said, I myself would not do this type of lifestyle. So I'm injecting my bias saying that this is definitely a 6.5 out of 10. So when we take that average, we get an internet score of... Dun, 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 dun. 5.5. Out of 5. ten. Five point five. All right. So you know, it's definitely an average, average weirdness, average community that you you know, like there, it's definitely something that you'd find for a lot of different communities. I'd argue. So I think five point five is a fair, fair rating, based on obviously very objective, obviously very well researched parameters. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So, any last thoughts as we conclude this podcast? Last thoughts? No, I'm, I think van life was an interesting online community to explore, but I, I gotta say, like, there is a whole lot of much, much weirder shit out on the internet, and so I'm excited for you know subsequent episodes when we get to delve into that. Absolutely. And you, Alejandro? Yeah, I think... I mean, earlier, I mean, just a couple minutes ago, I expressed my opinions on van life as a social media movement. I think, I mean, I, I love backpacking. I Like, I'm an Eagle Scout, so I've done a lot of camping, at, like, growing up. And so I have, you know, I, I love the idea of actually, like, going and being a nomad and doing all that stuff. It's just that I feel like my port the portrayal of that life, like, I've lived, I lived that life. I've gone on, like, two-week-long backpacking trips, and it's not a glamorous life. It's great in a lot of ways, but not for the reasons that are being portrayed in social media. So that's why I gave it as low of a score as I did. And like Chris said, I'm very excited to to look at some of the more, I guess, rabbit hole-ish communities where there's some really strange shit to look at. Well, this concludes our first episode of The Weird Internet Podcast. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this journey called Hashtag Van Life. Our next episode is still pending, but we will figure that out as we go. And awesome. I am super excited to continue doing this with the two of you, Alejandro and Chris. So to all of our listeners, 
Thank you, and we'll see you next time. See you next week, guys. Take care. Take care.